Thank you for joining us here at Life Church. It's an honor to share God's word with you today. Our prayer is that you will connect with Jesus Christ as you hear his word online. We would love to have you visit one of our upcoming gatherings. For more information, visit our website at www.lifechurchofrichmond.org or contact our church offices and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we can. Let's go now to one of our recent services where you can experience a life-giving message from God's Word. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love the part of that song. It's a great proclamation. You have no rival. You have no equal. Hallelujah. I love to just shout that when we get to that part. Because I want the Lord to know there's no other name like your name. Come on, there's nobody beside you. There's nobody like you. Hallelujah. Come on, we don't serve a God. We serve the God. The one and only God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have no rival. Oh, you have no rival. You have no equal. Hallelujah. Now and Yours is the glory. Yours is the name. Above. No music. I want you to shout it out. Oh, you have no rival. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory, yours is the name above all. Sing it again. Well, you have no rival. God, you, you have no have equal. No There's none beside you, Lord. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against What a powerful name it is The name of Jesus Hallelujah, one more time, bless that day Oh, come on, he inhabits the praise of his people He is here He hears the words from your lips He hears your hands clap And he sees those hands raised God, I love you Thank you, Father, thank you, Father what a powerful, beautiful name. The name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, it's so good to see all of you here today. So good to see you on this first Sunday of December. We got a beautiful month ahead of us, a beautiful uh, way to end this year. I'm looking forward to not just the new year. I'm looking forward to closing 2018 strong. Amen? Come on, is there anybody else with me? You're not going to limp across the finish line. Come on, I'm going to close this thing out high. I'm going to close it out strong, amen? And I'm going to have my feet on the ground ready for 2019, amen? 
God bless you. You may be seated. It is so good to not only have you here, but we have a very special guest with us. I use the word guest kind of uh, loosely here because he's really not a guest. He and Sarah and their children, their family. It's good to have family. I guess you call it a family reunion when family comes home. Now, how many of you know some family when they come home, you like it when they come and you like it when they leave? Amen. My dad used to have a sign in our kitchen. It said, all our guests uh, bring happiness, some by coming and others by leaving. Amen. (laughs) But we don't feel that way when Akil and Sarah come home. They're not able to come home very often, but when they do, we feel so blessed to have them. Akil and Sarah Akil, he found the Lord here. Uh, in 1997 I believe it was stayed here for 14 years 12 of those years he was our youth pastor and our assistant pastor he married uh, Sarah two or three years in so Sarah got to spend about 10 years with us Lincoln and Mia they were born in this church they don't remember it but they were born in this church and uh, we love them we love Akil and Sarah Thompson and uh, he asked me today how I was feeling I said if I felt any better I'd be a Thompson and I said, oh, yeah, I am a Thompson. Amen. <laughs> Somebody sent me a Facebook message, and they asked me if Akil was my brother. And I said, yep, he's my brother of another mother. Amen. But really, more than a brother, I feel like he's a son in the gospel. And uh, oh, I knew I, I can't go too far there. I'll get choked up. But I love them. told myself don't talk too long and that's going to happen amen i got the debbie fuller and the robin thompson spirit on me right now i'm gonna cry (laughs) but we love them love akil love sarah they are now pastoring in toronto canada i can't wait to pick his brain after church and i want to ask him how bizarre canada is i want him to fill my head full of weird canada stories amen but uh, so if you're from canada i'm sorry i said that but if you're from Canada, we have a guest that's in Canada. So why don't we welcome Akil and Sarah today, Lincoln and Mia. So glad to have them home. Oh, let's give that to the Lord. He indeed is worthy. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus. We give you glory and we give you honor. We give you praise. There's nobody like you, Jesus. You deserve the glory and the honor. Praise God. It is so good to be to be back home. That is indeed what it feels like. And it is so good to see familiar faces and faces that we don't know. And that really encourages us. Uh, we don't have an opportunity to visit often. Uh, but when we do, uh, we, and, uh, we try to see Pastor Buddy and Robin when we have an opportunity. Usually it's for coffee or something like that. But it's always good to be able to come here and visit and it's been a while to just see what God is doing but I'm so thankful to celebrate the presence of the Lord with you all today and if this is not your church home then can I just encourage you don't need to look any further you are in the right place at the right time and it is so good to see so many friends hopefully we'll get a chance to hug you after service and uh, connect and all that good stuff I'm going to stop talking too and just get right into it because if I don't, I'll be a weeping mess as well. Uh, But I do want to say, it just got me, man. When Pastor Pavey got up here, I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I just, I heard that voice every week, sometimes twice a week. And 
I remember him. What did we call our discipleship series when we were in Virginia Randolph in that blue room? What was it? Abundant something? Abundant life. Praise God. Taught me abundant life and taught me how to live abundant life. I appreciate the babies. How many of you all love your executive pastor and his family? Give honor to them. Tremendous, tremendous godly leaders. And I'm so thankful for Pastor Buddy and First Lady. They are just mean the world to us. We have a deep appreciation for them. And he has just played a critical role in every juncture in our lives. And I knew something sounded odd. Joel, I need you to just hop back on those keys. Praise God. You're just leaving a little too quick. It just, it sounds more spiritual when music's behind you. Praise God. Just watch this. Watch out. Just watch, just watch how things change when he begins to play. Praise God. Look, don't, don't, you're like, man, praise God. Oh, he's preaching now or something. Praise God. So, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Joel, I, man, I'll just shut up and let me open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Uh, so good. I'm so glad that Sarah and the kids are here. Uh, we're just, we love everybody. And uh, Toronto, we're in Mississauga, which is right outside of Toronto, about 13 minutes from downtown Toronto. Uh, Toronto, if you don't know, is uh, the fifth largest city in North America, and it is the most diverse city in the world. Every nation under heaven is there, and they are so unchurched. They, uh, so I was preaching one day, I'll tell you, this was funny. This guy came up to me, big guy, about six six four just bought me just probably like almost 300 pounds and he had tears in his eyes and he hit me in my chest he was like pastor kill and you know he was crying his lips were quivering and i was like yeah man he was like that was some of the best bleep 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 i've ever heard in my life and i said oh i was just like oh praise god i told i i was telling pastor anthony ballestero that who we were with he said man that must have been some good preaching so uh, but they are all they just they'll just look at you like this and you know but we have seen Buddhists converted we've seen Hindus let me just help you the church is for everybody and everybody should be here Muslims Buddhists Hindus atheists black white brown yellow Republican Democrat independent libertarian uneducated educated the church is for everybody Praise God. Praise God. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14. Mark chapter 11, verse 12 through 14. And Jesus, let me go to verse 12. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs in response Jesus said to it let no one eat fruit from you ever again when I was talking with uh, pastor buddy I just said hey man I'm going to be in town hopefully we can connect and he replied and said man you know what would you be would you be open to preaching and I said well Lord I'll do it if you want me to and the Lord spoke to me and told me to do it and gave me a word right there where we were having dinner and uh, this is what the Lord told me to ask you I've never preached this before and I only say that just to let you know I feel like the Lord sent me on assignment this is a word for this church question is he told me to ask them do you see what he said do you see what he said 
Will you help me pray? Father, we love you. We bless you. We're thankful for your presence in this place today, God. There is none like you. I release the gift of faith in this house, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that signs, miracles, and wonders would affirm your word. Anoint me with the type of anointing that makes ministry effective and will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Praise God. Do you see what he said? The world today is hungry for the supernatural. I'm glad I had a few people over here that said amen. The world, and can I say even the church, is hungry for the supernatural. I don't know about you, but we can't afford to have church as usual. People are dying. People are desperate. People are hungry for a move of God, something that will revolutionize their lives. There are marriages hanging in the balance. There are people laden with cancer. There are people wrestling with diabetes. There are people battling depression. There are people that are looking for an answer, and I'm thankful to know that the church of the living God has the answer, and his name is Jesus. When you just simply consider all of the entertainment that we consume, when you look at what the things that we are entertained by, the shows that are rapturing our attention, if you will, we're looking at things like uh, Walking Dead. We're looking at things like Superman and Batman and all these different guys and Thor and, and the, the powers that they have. That's because we want the supernatural. We are hungry for the supernatural. I'm thankful for all of the medical advancements that we are experiencing in this day and age. I'm thankful for the medical community. However, can I tell you, prescriptions and medicine are not the answer. I'll tell you the answer. The answer is not a thing. The answer is a person and his name is Jesus. Is there anybody in the house that has experienced Jesus before? Have you experienced his resurrection power? Have you experienced his life transforming power? Do you know he's alive? Do you know he's well? Somebody ought to stand to their feet and give God glory. Hallelujah. If he's changed your life, if he's picked you up out of your mess, if he's helped turn your world around, you ought to open up your mouth and give God some praise hallelujah hallelujah i'm thankful jesus is the answer the one of the things that i love about the gospel of jesus christ according to mark is that when you read it in the beginning right away in chapter one mark just begins to give you a pace at which things happen he says immediately 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 can i tell you when you come into the presence of jesus christ things happen immediately they happen immediately and I'm telling you today God has sent me here to let you know some of you are looking for answers and God is going to give them to you today immediately you've been waiting and you've been fighting can I tell you that is over God is a God who's able to meet your need in an exceeding abundant fashion and you have the faith to watch it come to pass but what we do is, what we do is we try to find solutions. And that's okay. We want solutions. We, I don't fault anybody. I am chief amongst you. I, when I find myself in a dilemma, when I'm fat facing something, I'm looking for an answer. But can I tell you, you should never and I should never look for a natural solution when it comes to a spiritual dilemma. 
See, we're often trying to find a natural solution for spiritual dilemmas. I want to show you something, and I realize the media team and I uh, did not discuss any of this. Uh, I mentioned I never preached this before. Pastor Pavey just pulled that out, and I'm like, praise God, I, just send that to me. Thank you, Lord, because I'll probably preach this at home at our church. <laughs> but Mark chapter 5, I want you to see this. Mark chapter 5, let's go to the first verse. Mark chapter 5, the first verse. You see this, uh, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him. Now let me just back up. Unfortunately for this guy, the only type of experience he had is when people were coming to the tombs to lay their dead to rest. The only type of interaction he had was probably the wailing and the weeping of people who lost their loved ones. No one, though, could bind him. See, they tried to isolate him. Can I tell you, you can't isolate your problem. That's the Holy Ghost. That wasn't me. I'm telling you, you can't isolate your problem and put it off somewhere. You can't put off what you've been facing. You can't put off those addictions you're trying to fight. You can't put off those arguments and that hostility or that bitterness. You need to allow something to happen. But watch this. Here's what they do. We try to put things off to the side and no one could bind him, not even with chains. What that tells me is, again, they were trying, these people were trying to find or apply a natural solution to a spiritual dilemma. Chains could not do it. Isolation could not do it. Ignoring it could not do it. But when Jesus, when Jesus stepped on the scene, the Bible says when his boat pulled up to shore, the moment he put foot on the ground, he being Jesus, that demoniac ran to him and worshiped him. What you need to do is allow Jesus to put one foot in your situation, one foot in your medical diagnosis, one foot in your failing marriage, one foot in your fledgling dreams, one touch from God will change everything. If you believe it, you ought to clap your hands under him. I'm not interested in a natural solution for a spiritual dilemma because a natural solution will fail me every time. But you know what the church has been called to? Let me tell you what we've been called to. I want you to look at Daniel 11. I hope you don't mind this, but I love, I love the word of God. And I want you to see this. Let's go to Daniel 11:32. I'm thankful for the media team. Give them a round of applause. You all just, just work with me. But you know what? Look at this. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, the people who know him, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. I'm sorry, I'm preaching to myself in there. Baby, we're going to do strong exploits for the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because we know him. I'm telling you there's some people here that know him, know him by name. Have you walked with him for any period of time? Have you talked with him for any period of time? God has not called you to some routine, mundane existence. He's called you to change the world. God's called you to the supernatural. God is calling you this day and this hour. This is your time. This is your day to do something great. What is it that you want to do? What is it that you're dreaming of doing? What is it I'm telling you God's challenging you? And what I want to know is you know God is called. See, see, here's what happens. Time. 
time is a hard taskmaster. So oftentimes we receive a promise. We receive something from God. And just because it doesn't come to pass when we think it ought to, then we all of a sudden become defeated. And we find ourselves serving time. And we begin to dismiss the things that God has called us to. And remember when God called you to do something, immediately you can see. Immediately you thought, oh man, I can see the possibilities. I can see this happening. You had the faith for it, but when it didn't happen, when you thought it would happen. Then all of a sudden you're becoming discouraged. But the Lord has sent me here to remind you and to ask you this question. Do you see what he said? Do you see what he said? Can I tell you? Because the moment you see it, everything is going to change. Do you see? I know you might have been sick for the last year, but do you see yourself whole and healed? I know your marriage might be struggling. And let me just help you. We tell our people back home, no perfect people allowed. So everybody's got issues. You ain't faking nobody out. You, I know y'all coming here. And the moment you get in the car, you can't say two words to anybody. That's real life. But the reality of it is we serve a God who is greater. And a God who is trying to help you and let you know I've called you to do great things for me. I'm waiting for you to step out in faith and pursue what I have for you. So the question is, do you see what he said? He's called us to great exploits, and we have to be careful because you know what we have to do? Our faith. Let me say this. God has given us a measure of faith. You think you're, you're incorrect. I'm, I've erred in this greatly. The Lord has done supernatural things in our life, and it's got nothing to do with me, but uh, it's got everything to do with the faith that we've exercised. We often, I have been conditioned, and this is no fault of anybody, maybe just the Western church as a whole. I have been conditioned to think that we have to summon up enough faith to experience something you ever felt that way like you know somebody's preaching you're like oh man today might be the day for my miracle and you're like oh, I think it can happen. I think I can. you're like i think i can i think i can i think i can and you you try to get yourself there and oftentimes if you don't feel like you've achieved that measure of faith that you need you don't pursue what god has called you to pursue but we're not called to live that way the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. So we should be walking in the miraculous. We should be walking in the supernatural. We should be experiencing it every single day we're alive. You don't have to summon up faith for a moment to believe or to receive your healing. You can get your healing right here and right now. You've been given a measure of faith. And what the Bible tells us, and I won't unpack all of this, but the Bible tells us that faith comes from hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We also, the book of Romans tells us, that was Romans 10 that I was quoting 17, but the Bible also tells us in the book of Romans chapter 1 that we are to grow in our faith. And see, our faith behaves. Your faith behaves in the context of relationships. So if we believe as a believer, if I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and he led a sacrificial lifestyle, then it's reasonable to assume that I too should live a sacrificial lifestyle. My faith should behave. If he forgave me, I should forgive others. Okay. Our faith also understands. 
See, the Bible says that through faith, we understand that the world, the world was framed by his word. It's through faith. Everybody say faith. Say faith. Your faith also speaks. This is why, this is why you have to be careful what comes out of your mouth. Do you realize, now, Pastor Buddy will tell you this. He just worked on me for a long time, praise God. If you ask me, you know, in the beginning, especially in my walk, I was a cynic. I was jaded, and God had to do a work in my life. God is still doing a work in my life. But if you ask me, oh, is the glass half empty or is the glass half full, back in the day, I'd be like, man, that thing is bone dry. And if you know, you look at all the windows, and it'd be a beautiful day outside, and you know, you're looking out the windows, I'd be like, look at all that dirt on those windows. And the sun would just be shining. It'd be beautiful. That used to be me. But God began to do a work in my life. And God began to help me understand that my words create my world. This is really important. This is really important. This is why some of you all, the progress that God has called you to, the progress that you thought would have come to pass five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, has been halted or thwarted because of something somebody spoke over your life. And you allowed that. That's why today, you know what, I'll talk to people. You know what, I t- listen, we're nobody. We are nobody. We are nobody. The Lord called us and I thought to myself, I must have said something dumb like, I was preaching in Canada a couple times and I thought, who in the world would ever want to live in Canada? Because they, they were like, oh, man, you want to come over here and pass? I was like, no. I was like, who? Only somebody dumb would come in here and live in this cold. And the Lord's probably like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> he thinks he's going to do what he wants to do. <laughs> but you know what? We were talking with somebody. We came. We had a team of 22 people. And I can't work. I can't do anything. I'm on a religious visa, re- visa record. God's doing supernatural stuff. And, you know, we met with somebody. And they were like, oh, you know what? They were like, it's going to take a while, baby. You know, those sweet, sweet people. They were like, it's, my, my wife was right there. They are like, it's going to take a while for you to see that church grow. It's going to take a while to have revival. You know, yes. And I was like this. <laughs> on the inside, on the outside, I was like, <laughs> on the inside, I was like, I don't receive that. I don't hear that. As a matter of fact, you know what I heard on the inside? We're the fastest growing church in Canada. We've gone from 22 people to almost 130 on every Sunday in seven months. That has absolutely nothing to do with us. It's got everything to do with God. I'm telling you, if you'll let God do what he wants to do in your life, he'll blow your mind. Take the lid off of your limitations. Take the lid off of your possibilities and realize he's a God who's able able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think he's able to give you that book he's able to give you that business he's he's able he's able you got to be careful what you say so here's what we do you know what we do we get up in the morning and the first thing we say i didn't get enough sleep the lord dealt with me about this because my wife This is bad. I'm just being truthful. Can I be real? I used to be grumpy. See, y'all come in. I'm faking the fun when I see y'all back in the day. Sarah, 
I'd wake up and she'd be like, oh, she would be singing songs. Good morning, Kiel. Good morning. And I'd be like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. no, it's not a good morning. Uh, 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 uh. Get, just get out of my face, praise God. And you know what? I, I beat my baby down, praise God. But the Lord has helped me. So you know what? Now, but this is what we do. We get up and we say, I didn't get enough sleep. You immediately are creating a world of insufficiency. Let me tell you what else we say. Here's what, here's what else you say. Because then uh, you enslave yourself to stuff. Oh, I'm up. Don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Like you can't be nice to somebody if you don't have coffee in your life. You do have the Holy Ghost. You're not subject to caffeine. You, why, are you, why are you talking about life? You know what? People are running this stuff. Girl, just pray for me. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Can I tell you, if you said you didn't get enough sleep and if you say you can't be nice to somebody, if you say you're not going to make it, you are creating a world of insufficiency. You are creating a world where you won't accomplish anything. What you need to do is say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. I know him by name. He has called me to do great exploits. God, what do you want to do today? What do you want to do today? Who? Peter says, Peter says, you know what you talk about stuff? He says, hey, Jesus has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. But we talk about what we don't have. He told us, he told us, he told us. You know what? Paul said, you're complete in him. In other words, he said, there's no lack in him. But yet you talk about what you don't have. And Peter said, you've got everything that pertains to life and godliness. So it's impossible for you and I to lack. So why are we talking about what we don't have when the reality of it is we have everything that we need? You've got everything that you need. What you need to understand is the moment you open up your mouth and declare a thing, Job, let's show them Job 22, verse 18, I believe. If I'm off, forgive me. Job 22, 18. Praise God. I'm thankful for the media team. They're doing that. Oh, man, look at that. Just, you know what? No, that's not it. I'm going. Praise God. Let me just see in my notes. That's what I get for trying to do this. What was this thing here? Thank you, Lord. Job 22, 28. I was close. Job 22, 28. Praise God. There you go. You will also declare a thing. And it will be established. You better open up your mouth. That's why the Bible says the power of life and death is in what you see. Okay, the Bible, it says the power of life and death is in what you hear. The power of life and death is in what you... Tongue, you better open up your mouth and say, we shall live and not die. Can I tell you, your miracle does not have a right to enter into the natural realm until you open up your mouth and declare it. You better open up your mouth and say, I am healed of cancer. I am healed of diabetes. I am out of debt. As a matter of fact, I cancel every debt in Jesus' name. 
I know y'all think that's crazy talk, but that's because you're trying to be Jehovah Jireh. I stopped that a long time ago, and I've seen God do it in my life. I've seen him do it in my life. I'm telling you every need that you have, he's a good, good father. He wants to bless you ways and you cannot, you cannot fathom. I'm telling you, he wants to blow your, blow your mind. Let's go to Mark chapter, let's stay in Mark chapter five for a second. I want to see some things. This is why you got to open up your mouth. Somebody say, say it. Speak life. You better speak life. You better speak life. I don't know what you need today, but I'm telling you, Jesus is here and he is the answer. So check this out. Go to Mark chapter five. And you know what? Let's go to, I've got several portions here of text that I want to show you really quickly. Uh, let's go to Mark chapter five, 22. Praise God. Do you see what he said? Mark chapter 5, 22. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came. Jairus is his name. When he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, he was opening his mouth and declaring what he needed. And he gave him his dilemma. And he said, you come and you lay hands on her that she may be healed and she faith he hadn't showed up yet bishop he hadn't showed up he just said but look when you do come when you do show up and you do lay hands on her she will live I don't know about you but what is it that you need because when he shows up and he lay hands on your dream he lays hands on your business he lays his hands on your finances he lays your hands on your troubles and your desperation he lays your hand on your depression I want you to know you will be you will be healed if you believe that clap your hands under him somebody's got faith in the house today Somebody knows that he's a God who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you could ask or think. Somebody knows he's able. He's able. He's able. You got to say it. You got to say it. So the question is, do you see what he said? Because if he said you're healed. Again, the real realm is the spirit realm let me show you one more thing in Mark chapter 5 let's check this out I'm getting my work on it I'm getting my steps today praise God Mark chapter 5 let's look at verse 25 we're just going to go right on see this is just happening successively now a certain woman Mark chapter 5 25 who had a flow of blood for 12 years uh, and had suffered many things from many physicians so in other words she's got an issue this issue is plaguing her for quite some time and she has consulted with many physicians she had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse you ever been there you've tried things on your own again remember she is trying to find a natural solution for a spiritual dilemma check this out rather she grows when she heard about Jesus she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment for she said 
if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Check it out. The moment she declared it, immediately, immediately. So if you read the whole thing, we don't have time for that. Jesus is a crowd of people. Everybody's touching him. Everybody. Everybody in that mama and them. And Jesus is like, who touched me? And the disciples are like, come on. And you're looking at us talking about some who touched you. He said, well, I felt virtue flow from me. Everybody touched Jesus. But everybody didn't open up their mouth. I'm telling you, you better open up your, and let me just tell you, stop being cute and stop worrying about what your neighbor is or who your neighbor is or what they're going to think about you. You better open up your mouth and say, if, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I need some people with a desperate faith, a desperate faith that'll push through obstacles, a desperate faith that'll push through hurdles, a desperate faith, a desperate faith that'll do what? You know what? She had to get down on her hands and knees, crawling to him. That's why she touched the hem of his garment. Didn't touch his shoulder pads, didn't touch his waist. She touched the hem of his garment. Why? Because she was crawling. I'm telling you, no matter what you got to do, if you got to run, run. If you got to jump, jump. If you got to shout, shout. If you got to cry, cry. If you got to holler, holler. If you got to get down on your knees and crawl to him, you better crawl, but open up your mouth and declare, I shall be made whole. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? See, faith is how we get things done. Faith is how we get things done. Quit trying to get it done yourself. Faith is how you get it done. And can I tell you, when you do it by faith, let me help you out. When God speaks, that's for him to act. So one of the ways that you operate in the spirit is by speaking. The other is by faith. But your faith produces your words as a man thanketh in his heart. This is why you got to ponder the word of God. This is why you got to dwell on This is why also you can't be bound in what you see in the natural. Don't anybody get mad at me. I don't got anything to hide behind. You can't go. If you look at your circumstances, if you look at what you have in your bank account, if you look at the circumstances that you've been facing in your marriage or the lack of education you have or the abundance of education that you have, if you look at the lack of relational connections or the plethora that you have, if you look at all of those circumstances, they will drive you crazy. This is why when I said the spiritual realm is the real realm. You see me right now? All of this, this isn't real. It's true, Dan. It's true, Carter. It's true. It's not real. I'll give you case in point. I ain't trying to go anywhere anytime soon. I'm trying to reach a lot of people for the glory of God. But let's just say the Lord took me out right here, right now. When the Lord showed me this, it blew my mind. Boom. What would happen? My spirit would leave. My flesh would fall to the ground. My body, if you left it here, it would rot, begin to decay. And it would begin to fade away. My spirit, what you can't see is what's holding up what you do see. 
that's why through faith we understand that the worlds were framed this very world is not only in existence but being held up because of his word and his word will not return to him void he is not a man that he should lie I'm telling you, if the doctor tells you anything other than you're healed by his stripes, it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. Okay, let me say it like this. Okay, I get it. I understand. Yes, the reality might be that you have cancer. The reality might be that you have diabetes. The reality might be you fill in the blank. But here's what I know. His word is law. His word is greater than any reality you're facing. What you need to do is use your faith and allow the supernatural to be imposed upon your reality and watch it happen. I've seen it happen time and time again. So you know what? Let me, let's, let's go to, I won't, we don't have time. But if you look at Matthew 16, Matthew 16 is a profound interaction that Jesus has because he's talking to his followers, his disciples. And he says, who does everybody say I'm on Snapchat? What are they saying on Facebook, Instagram? Who, who, who? What are they saying? And you know what? They're like, well, some say prophet. Some say, you know, kind of look like Elias. I, I don't know. Lord, they say the whole, okay, okay, okay. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter said, well, let me think. He thought for a moment. And then he stopped thinking. Because <sighs> logic never produces Revelation. Logic never produces a miracle. You'll never thank your way into a miracle. You'll never thank your way into your deliverance, your healing, your restoration. You'll never do that. You know what? He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Whoo! He said, Peter, you see it. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. But my father who is in, I'm trying to tell you, stop looking in the natural. Stop trying to use logic and use faith to see what he said. Okay, I'll show you another. Let's go to, oh, you know what? I don't have time. Well, I want y'all to see this. Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 6. What is this? 2 Kings. I thought I had this here in my notes. Look at oh you know what no I'm my Bible thank you Lord Second Kings Second Kings chapter Ah Second Kings chapter six verse fourteen Can you do that guys Second Kings chapter six verse fourteen Woo Give them a round of applause They're good quickly I thought y'all were new Y'all not new Y'all know what y'all doing Praise God Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. Now there's this king trying to get a hold of this prophet. And they came by night and surrounded the city. Go to verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, now this is Gehazi. He says, alas, my master, what shall we do? He's looking with his natural eyes. He sees the obvious, right? Look at verse 16. So he answered, do not fear. For those who are with us, are more than those who are with them. So here's the juxtaposition. He sees with his natural eyes that they're surrounded. But then he goes back and he talks to the man of God and the man of God's like, oh. you're waking me up. See me sleeping here. Do not fear. 
you ever had those moments where you go to the bishop and you're like, man, my world's falling apart. He just looks at you. And you're like, I don't understand. I just told you my world's falling apart. He's like, oh, it's going to be okay. And you're like, no. I need an answer now. My light's about to be cut off or whatever it is. I just told you my husband acting up. Going out loud. I need something. It's come. And you're like, wait a second. You're, you're stuck in between because he's like, God's got you. You're like, I don't feel like God's got me. He's like, God's going to provide. I don't feel like God's going to provide. He's like, no, no, God's going to make a way. I don't feel like God's going to make a way. Do you see where I'm at? So then he comes with this. Go to verse 17. And Elisha prayed. And said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. That means we have a second set of eyes we need to see with. That means you can't see what God's trying to do with your natural eyes. You better pray, God, open my eyes that I may see. Then the Lord opened his eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. I'm telling you, God wants to open your eyes. Do you see what he said? Do you see the ministry that he called you to? Do you see the healing in your body? Do you see the promises of God happening in your life? Do you see what he said? If you see it, you ought to clap your hands. If you want to see it, you better lay hands on your own head and pray. God, open my eyes. Okay. So, hear me. So, all of this is happening. And you know what? Okay. Good old trusty time. I praise God. So, now don't tell me that I feel like I'm getting... Y'all treat me like I'm at home. Somebody said, don't worry about it. Notice it was only one person who said it. <laughs> Everybody else was like, no, you better worry about that clock. You better worry about that clock. Praise God. I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. I get it. Can I tell you, God wants to do supernatural things. Praise God. See, sometimes you have to understand what I love about Mark chapter 11, verse 12. Let's, let's go back to the text. To give you a little bit of, it'd be nice if I preach the text, right? Okay. Jesus is having an interaction with his disciples. They're going to Bethany. And he looks at the fig tree. By the way, it wasn't a bush. It wasn't a bush. It was a tree. So he goes, speaks to it. And he looks at it, he's like, ah, you're getting on my last nerve, I curse it. Now notice the scripture says, he spoke, look at verse 14. Jesus said to it you can speak to inanimate objects okay y'all gonna think I'm crazy but when I saw this bishop I went crazy this happened to me in Florida my family will tell you they right there we're driving I was driving a 2003 I'm still driving it. 2003 Honda Odyssey man that's what you, you know Praise God, missionaries. Anyway, you know, so I'm driving that thing. We're driving, and the smoke coming all out of it. And I was like, oh, Lord, I ain't have solid to call. Praise God. So I said, man, let me, I said, Lord, we, we're praying. You know how you pray, Lord, bless it. Lord, help me. Lord, you know, I ain't got the money. Help me, Lord. You're saying stuff. And 
I called somebody. Kenneth Stewart, the man, I'm going to come get you. We was going up to the district campground. He said, I'll come get you. I said, good. We left it on the side of the road. Car, uh, people coming to tow it. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to speak to it. And I was like, well, I said, guys, daddy's not crazy. But I'm going to speak to this van. I said, Big Blue, that's what we call it. I said, Big Blue. I said, you know what? You're going to work. I'm going to get another 100,000 miles out of you. I said, ain't going to find nothing wrong at the dealership. Just fix this mess. Done. They came and picked us up. Guy took it to the car dealership. Next day he called me. He said, Pastor. He said, man, I can't find anything wrong with this car. He said, I don't see any sign of anything. He said, as a matter of fact, you don't get another 100,000 miles out of this car easy. You better speak to your depression. You better speak to your heartache. You better speak to your dilemma. You better speak to it. I know Jesus said you can speak to a mountain and say, you better speak to that mountain of heartache. You better speak to that mountain of sickness. You better speak to those bills. You better open up your mouth. and speak why are you speaking because you know what he said you know what he said you know what he said so you know what we there now God doing all kind of stuff I went there I told my wife we was, we was at the park we was doing a little photo shoot sounds a whole lot fancier than it really is but we just had a guy you get everything so easy now. You got a guy with a camera. He is taking photos for the website. And it was a, it's so diverse. So we got Hindus, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics. Uh, I go down the list. Canada, in particular, Toronto, prides itself on its secularism. So they're not interested in Christianity, so they think. They're about to find out. But we were walking, and I said, don't y'all let these, I said, don't you let the enemy tell you uh, that uh, the Asians only love Buddha I said that's a lie I said that's a lie I said as a matter of fact they love Jesus as God is my witness a man less than 20 seconds later an Asian man walked by never had any interaction with him whatsoever this is just my reminder that I have four minutes never had any interaction with him and you know what he said hallelujah and kept walking you know what then he came back as just to say you opened up your mouth and declared it and God will affirm it he said praise Jesus I'm trying to tell you you better open up your mouth and declare it revival is here miracles are here signs and wonders are here deliverance is here it's here right here and let's all stand to our feet Do you see it? Do you see it? You can speak to things. Because once you see it, the battle is over. This is why Jesus looked at him and said, you see it. Flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you. So, he said, you got authority. Whatever you bind, whatever you loose. And then he said, the gates of hell shall not prevail. 
I want you to know once you see it, there's no devil in hell that can stop you from getting what's yours. Once you see it, you know that it's yours. It's your stuff. Some of us are living lives that are wrestling with lack of peace and a lack of hope and you letting the enemy beat you up you better stop all of that today you need to open up your mouth and say the battle is over it's over why because he's the God of peace he's the God of peace you need healing in your body he's the he said, I was wounded. I was bruised. I took punishment. I died on the third. I died on the first day and rose on the third. I didn't do all that so that you wouldn't be healed. So that you wouldn't live a victorious life. Some of you are wondering, can I ever start over again? Yeah, you can. Why? because you're not looking through natural eyes. Looking through eyes of faith. You're thinking, can I, can I be baptized in Jesus' name and all my sins be washed away? Yeah. Guess what? I see it. I see it. And guess what? When you repent, the angels see it. They're all rejoicing. That's Bible. Some of you might be like, can I be renewed? Can I, can I? I hear people talking about this Holy Ghost. What is, what is this Holy Ghost? You know, that was like me. When I came here, man, y'all look good. Praise God. When I came, we all, Life Church all diverse. Praise God. We got all kinds of shades now. I'm thankful for a man of God who knows that everybody's welcome. We was growing I don't know how many we have, but he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Or he might be evangelistic. I don't know one or the other. But I felt like we had 30, 35 people, praise God. Walked in, I dropped my buddy off at the 7-Eleven. And come in, and I thought, man, these people are talking about this Holy Ghost. And I said, let me check this thing out. Came in, I didn't know anything. You know what? I just walked right up to the front. I said, I'm going to get away from these crazy people. It was all on one side. And I went on to the other side. I went all by myself. You know what? I said, I'm sorry. That's all I said. Nobody told me anything. I just said, I'm sorry. I started crying, and I thought I was hard, you know. So I was crying. I was crying. I was so vain. I was trying to flex at the same time I was crying. Because I didn't want to think I was soft, Stephen. You know, I didn't want to think I was soft. I said, because, you know, I thought I really couldn't fight, but I thought, you know, I wanted these things I could. So I was like, man, you know what, then? And I was like, man, I felt like the Lord told me, all you have to do is let me in. And I was like, I said, how can I, how can I say no? I felt this love and this joy and this peace on the outside. And, you know, I went from there. I said, well, man, you know what? I said, let me just get on one knee. And on one knee, I was trying. Next thing you know, I was on two knees. I know I never said thank you, Jesus, in my life up to this point. If I said Jesus, it wasn't because I knew him. I lifted my hands, and I was like, and the next thing I know, this love and this joy, this peace that I felt on the outside began to fill me up on the inside. And I couldn't even control it. I was like, oh, God, thank you, Lord. And I'm like, I start crying. 
And the next thing I know, I went from trying to be hard, I was stretched all out. I'm all in the floor, tears, snot. And the next thing I know is I'm thinking, Jesus, my language begins to change. And I was like, this is the most amazing feeling I've ever had in my life. I was like, what is happening to me? I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop this. I began to speak in this unknown language. The Bible refers to it as tongues. And don't get weirded out because I'm speaking in tongues to you right now. It's just a tongue you understand. And as I began to do that, I thought, man, wow. And I remember, because my mom will tell you, well, she she, look, my mom will tell you, I gave my family Hades, right? I'm trying to be cute. I'm in church, praise God. I would do that either way. Hades. I walked in the house after I received the spirit. I'm not joking. She was cooking collard greens. Y'all know nothing about that. <laughs> praise God. Okay, praise God. I know you know something about it, but okay. I walked in the house. I didn't take three steps. She turned around and said, what happened to you? And my buddy, I was still, I was floating. This guy had never looked so blue before in my life. My buddy was like, he received the Holy Ghost. And you know what? Things looked different. And I tell people, they're like, man, I run into people all the time. They're like, what happened to you? And I tell them, I wasn't rehabilitated. I wasn't reformed. I wasn't, I wasn't re-educated. I was recreated. So you're like, can I be recreated? Yeah, you can. I see it. Can you be healed? I see it. Can your marriage be made whole? I see it. Can you come to this altar in spite of what you did last night? I see it. Can you be forgiven again? I see it. He said, he said, I am just and I am faithful. I will forgive you and cleanse you from all of your unrighteousness. I as a matter of fact, you know what? Here's what I want us to do because I feel like God wants to do many miracles today. I didn't get a chance to preach all this, but we're just going to flow on the altar call on this. Here's what I want us to do for a moment. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Father, the gift of faith has already been released and your word is resonating in the hearts of many people here today. There's some people that are desperate. There are some people who are confused. There's some people who are unsure. But one thing they know is that they feel this prompting that it's maybe something they never felt before, prompting or something they're familiar with, it, to try again, to hope again, to believe again, God. It's your goodness that is calling us, oh Lord God. I pray right now that you'll begin to lovingly deal with those folks in a way that inspires hope, in a way that inspires faith, God, in a way that unlocks the blindness so they can see what you said, that you've got a plan to prosper them and to do a great work in their life. In Jesus' name. Now, if you want to come to this altar, there's a few things that we're going to pray for. I feel like the Lord told me to pray for finances. Here's why I'm going to pray for finances, because there's somebody that's dealing with a poverty-stricken mentality. It is not the will of God that you operate in lack. As a matter of fact, provision has never been man's responsibility. It's, it's Bible. It's Bible. I'm not talking about what Paul said to Timothy. We can speak about that, but he wasn't talking about material provision when he was talking about if you don't do this, you're worse than an infidel read it in context he's talking about hey here's how you should treat somebody here's how you should love somebody and if you can't raise up somebody in your own home to be a believer then you sir are worse than an infinite that's what he's saying
because I know a lot of people who can put food on the table and they're not a good dad. I know a lot of people that can put a roof over your head and they're not a parent. But if you look at it, go to Genesis in the beginning, right? He created day one, two, three, four, five, six. On day six, who did he create? Mankind. Days one through five, he created everything that he needed. And Jesus is the second Adam. I know Adam sinned, but Jesus is the second Adam. He came so that we are joint heirs with him. So he came to restore. So provision is not your responsibility. That's why he said, why are you worrying me about what you have need of? I already know what you have need of. I'll take care of it. In such a way, I don't even have time to unpack all this. I've had people come up to me and give me cars. I've had people come up to me because God told me I was trying to do it my way. I was trying to work. I, I was talking to Pastor Buddy about it. I got to do this and that because you know ministry uh, you ain't got no insurance you don't got this and that and the Lord was like don't do it don't do it don't do it and I was like well I got to do something and he was like let me provide somebody I'll tell you this and I'll be done I said Lord I just you know I said, I said Lord I'm, I'm tired ain't nothing wrong with dress socks from Walmart right but I said Lord I'm tired from dress socks from Walmart I said they fade and they never keep their elasticity and I said my son Lincoln his knees all in my back and my little 2006 Nissan Sentra and you know what? I was preaching family camp in Indiana. This man came up to me. He said, I just got back from Ireland. And uh, he said, I'm a microbiologist. He's kind of heavy guy. He said, you know what? I, I buy these custom socks over there, these Pringles. He said, as I was coming out of my custom RV, he said, the Lord told me to give you these socks. He said, but before I give you these socks, he said, you know what I love about them? He said, they never fade and they never lose their elasticity. I'm going to the pulpit with all kinds of socks. I'm not joking. I'm going to preach. I'm like, but before y'all open your Bibles, let me put these socks down. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, I don't, I just want a Honda Accord. I got out the car. I got done preaching. Somebody called, said, you asked the Lord for a car. So yeah, they said, you know, what do you do when somebody says you asked the Lord for a car? I said, well, you know. They're like, yeah, I know. Sent me a picture of the car. I said, I know you asked the Lord for a car. You asked him for this car said go to the dealership and buy the car pay cash for it check be waiting for you I went to the dealership looking like a bum just to see how they would treat me anyway got my car the man was like how you gonna how you gonna pay for it I said I'm gonna use my debit card he was like <laughs> he, was, he even stuck his head out he said this man said he's gonna use his debit card I had so many people around the machine looking to see if it was gonna work we swiped that thing said approved I said because when God gives you a thing we couldn't go to God called us to go to Canada I said how am I gonna go well, you Susan praise God to see you I said, I said I said how am I gonna go Lord I feel like I need to go it's gonna cost about $22,000 to just relocate inventory all this kind of stuff I was having dinner with somebody you know what they looked at me and said I'm gonna take care of every dime I have, and you know that person called me back and said I also told you were trying to seek employment income generating income opportunities outside of the will of God the Lord told me to tell you if he has to send strangers to give to your bosom he'll do it I have had people come up to me see I'm just trying to encourage your faith I wasn't going to tell you all this but I feel like the Lord wants me to do it I've had people come up to me and say I had one guy scared me Bishop he was like 6'5 Latino 
you don't see that many tall Latinos like that, right? And he was like, come with me in this closet. I ain't know this man from Adam. I was like, well, we're going to go in this closet, but I'm going to keep this door open. I'm like in the closet, one foot out, one foot like this. Like, well, we're in this closet. He reaching up. He said, before you came here, I knew the Lord was going to send you. The Lord told me. Had an envelope, gave it to me. You know, when you give preachers an envelope, I had to go to the bathroom real quick. I said, praise God, let me see what's thousand dollars cash I've had people come up to me that I don't know five hundred dollars give this to your kids I just had somebody come up to me this is God provided I can't work out I just had somebody come up to me I don't even know I'm telling you all this they said look gave me a check did not know this man from Adam stranger came up to me Lord told me to give you this I got it I said, oh, okay. I looked in the elevator. $10,000 check. I ain't never got to the bank so quick before in my life, Bishop. But the Lord told me, I am your provider. See, God is your employer. Your job isn't even capable of blessing you. The way that God wants to bless you. If you need financial miracles in your life, I'm going to pray a prayer over you. And the Lord told me, I'm going to give you this prayer, Bishop. I pray it over our people every time we give our tithe and our offering. I want to give it to you. I want you to help me. Uh, I, I'm, I want to pray. If you need a financial miracle in your life, I want you to come over here to my left. We're going to pray for you. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. Praise God. If you need healing in your body, if you need healing in your body, I want you to come stand over here on the right. My right, excuse me, your left. If you need healing, there you go, mama. That's it. You're going to get it all today. Praise God. I love it. I love it. That's right. You're going to get it all today. Everything. Praise God. And if you, come on, come on. That's it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And if you have never received the Spirit before, and you want to receive the Spirit, <laughs> today is your day. God's going to fill you with His Spirit today. And the beautiful thing about that is you can't get this wrong. Praise God. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you all so much for giving me just a few extra minutes here. Miracles are getting ready to happen. Now, one of the things I want to do is I know we have a prayer team, a ministry team. There are going to be people that are going to come around and pray with you. You might feel somebody lay a hand on your shoulder might lay a hand on your back if you will some people if they have a relationship or connection with you may let you know that they're going to lay their hand on your head and that's okay that's just a way of ministering to you so you don't have to be distracted by that you remain focused on what God's going to give you today so here's what we're going to do there's three things we're going to pray for we're going to pray for finances we're going to pray for health healing in your body and then we're going to pray for the Holy Ghost okay so we're all going to just pray a prayer of repentance it's really simple repentance is not like when you repent you're not even really repenting on your own because the Bible says it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance so it's not like you thought to yourself oh I'm gonna be spiritual today and I'm gonna repent no that's not how it works it's his goodness that even makes you think maybe I should say I'm sorry and that's really all it is it doesn't mean you're gonna live a perfect life because you're not 
it just means that you're going to be redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb and when I say the precious blood of the lamb I mean the blood that Jesus Christ shed for you and I the Bible refers to him as a lamb oftentimes giving us a picture of what he did for us so what we're gonna do is just repent and the beautiful thing about this is remember you got to open up your mouth and talk you got to say it you got to say it don't worry about your neighbor don't worry about anybody and guess what if you're like me if you need to find a place you can go to the wall over there and you can just talk to God but whatever you do you open up your mouth and talk so right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray a prayer of repentance we're just gonna ask God to forgive us all over this place okay and you just begin to talk and let me help you out real quick you don't have to itemize everything you good you got to itemize everything he don't he already know what you did last summer he already knows so let's just take a moment and just ask God to forgive us father I'm just I'm coming before you because I realize I need you I'm lost without you I pray that you'll forgive me forgive me of thoughts that are lustful forgive me oh Lord God of selfishness forgive me of times when I've been ambitious and stepped over folks or done things that were hurtful God forgive me oh Lord God for looking at things that perhaps were inappropriate or that I knew might take me down a path that I should not go God forgive me Lord God for saying things out of the moment of heated uh, passion oh Lord God or anger oh Lord God forgive me forgive me Lord for doing that thing I said I'd never do if you just forgave me one more time God I'm coming to you because I know I need you and I'm asking that you'll cleanse me oh Lord forgive me in the precious name of Jesus Christ I give you thanks and I give you praise praise God now you have just been forgiven you only have one thing you need to do and that's begin to thank him okay now here's what we're going to begin to do i want you to know when it comes to financial provision in your life you need to surrender you are no longer jehovah jireh junior you are not provider he is he is and god is going to give to you according to your assignment so if you make your assignment about his mission, you'll never lack. Because as long as the dream is connected to the harvest, the flow will keep on coming. And Bishop said it earlier, as long as you give, and you keep the flow open. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to give. My kids, I'm, I'm afraid to let them have an opportunity to give because they just empty everything. I'm like, son, you got, I'm, and the Lord was like, well, he just doing what I told you to do. And I didn't even put it. And I said, okay, so I'm going to empty your savings account, baby. Go ahead, we're going to give it. And you know what? People come up to him, $250 gift card here. Five, all his money back and then some real quick. It's not, now hear me. I'm going to tell you right now. God is going to challenge you. you. Might say, go buy somebody some Starbucks. Might say, go do this for this missionary. Might say, whatever it is, you just obey. Because the logic never produced a miracle. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to make faith. I'm going to pray. So I want everybody who needs a financial miracle to lift your hands. Praise God. Whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. Upon the authority of your word. These people have given and it shall be given to them. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. They are a tither and they have brought their tithe into your storehouse today. Therefore the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. They live under an open heaven. Pour out upon them blessing where there's not room enough to receive it. 
they receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills being paid off, debts being demolished, royalties being received, their family is saved, walking in divine health, wealth and wisdom God they are blessed coming in and they are blessed going out and everything that they do will prosper I cancel every automobile loan I cancel every student loan I cancel the mortgages I cancel every credit card debt I cancel every unsecured loan Lord you are Jehovah Jireh manifest in their lives in Jesus name now if you see it you ought to give God praise You ought to bless him. You ought to know it's taken care of. Come on and bless him. Come on and do it. Come on and do it. Come on and do it. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. spoke to me and we're just preaching faith and this woman comes running and she is running like she has lost her mind and she's screaming and I can hear this commotion and it's sweeping up from the back to the front and I she gets closer I can hear her she's like I can walk she's like I can run and she is she had been on a walker for the latter part of her life 
could not put one foot in front of the other without excruciating pain and that walker had been thrown to the side and God healed her right then and there I had a woman come up to me she was bound with asthma couldn't even hardly breathe made it worse we have a church outside and she came you know what she came running to me and was like taking these deep breaths put all this stuff in my chest kind of hit me with it I was like what is this she was like this is all this medicine that I have been trying to take I don't need it anymore God healed me of asthma she was taking deep breaths running around worshiping people going crazy I had a guy who told me he said man I was in the war and you know what he said I had to get up because uh, I had to get up and go put some headphones on because we were preaching outside fireworks were happening he said I was having flashbacks and I started having a meltdown and then he said you know what he said but then I realized that I've got faith he said God you're going to heal me of this PTSD and he said you know what I took all those headphones and I walked to the altar and I began to bless him and love him and begin to worship him and then in moments you know what God healed him he said I'm not stressed out I'm not anxious he said fireworks are going all over crazy he said I can enjoy fireworks with my family I'm telling you God is going to heal you today now here's the key the Bible says that his word is life and health unto our flesh so you got to eat the word it's honey to your taste the word has healing properties in it and it will manifest itself in your body as you begin to consume it so you're going to operate in that after we pray now here's the beautiful thing about it remember Jesus spoke to the fig tree right I didn't get a chance to finish this he spoke to it nothing happened what was happening was beneath the surface because they came back the next day and Peter said look at this it's gone the tree that you spoke to is dead you got to let faith work just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't happening so you are going to be healed in Jesus name you are going to be healed I want you to lift your hands prayer team are you ready oh, alright prayer team go ahead and lay hands on them by the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak right now to every sickness. I command it to leave everybody. Every vessel here will be a vessel of divine health in Jesus' name. They will be healed and whole. They will be well in body. They will be well in spirit. They will be well in emotion. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Pushing back the darkness, He's running up the key. Come on, that will not be shared. Be healed in Jesus' in the name. In the name of Jesus, be healed Enemies in Jesus' will be name. Out. And we will shout it out, shout it out. God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness, running up the, the keys. That cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies of me. And we will shout it out, shout it out God is fighting for us Pushing back the darkness Lighting up the kingdom That cannot be shaken Come on, In you're the healed. name of Jesus Enemies defeated And we will shout it out, shout it out God is fighting for us Pushing back the darkness Lighting up the kingdom That cannot be shaken Receive it by faith. In the name of Jesus. Receive it by faith. Receive it by 
We're not done just yet. The Holy Ghost is moving. I want you to remain prayerful. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Stay there with me, Joel. Yeah. On that bridge. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. If you have never received the Spirit before, and you heard me talk about a recreation, it's all in the Bible, and I know this is not the first time you've heard it, but you want to receive the Spirit, God wants to fill you today. He, he wants to fill you more than you want to receive it. If that's you, would you, or you want a renewal, you want to be renewed, would you lift your hands? I want to pray for you. Praise God. Praise God. That's okay. Praise God. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I want you to lift your hands one more time because I want some of our ministry team to see if we're going to get ready to pray with you. Beautiful. 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 Hey, babe, you see this? I want to praise God. Pastor Baby, where are you? Do I see? Beautiful. Thank you. Praise God. We're going to pray. Pray. Stephen, come over and help us pray. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> Holy Ghost is moving. Praise God. We're going to begin to lay hands on you. But before we do, I just want you to worship God. Now, it might feel uncomfortable, but let me help you out right now. You cannot mess this up. You cannot get this wrong. All you're going to begin to do is just say, God, I love you. And I worship you. You're so good. Thank you. Don't focus on what you did because he took care of that. You're just going to thank Him. Okay? You're going to thank Him. Don't focus on what you've done. You focus on Him and what He's done for you. And you just receive it. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. And as you begin to praise Him, you're going to feel tears stream down your face. 
you know what I'm just being real for me I had snot all over the place don't even worry about your snot because you know what just being here just you might have a oh, just praise God I worship you and then as you begin your language is going to begin to change it might sound like mumbo jumbo but guess what that's the Holy Ghost and you're going to feel born God's going to create recreate you that's going to happen in just a few moments so I want you to lift your hands I want our prayer team and people to be ready we're going to begin to pray for you and then we have one more prayer request and then we're going to be done God's about to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost do you believe that today praise God amen everybody covered all right lift your hands and begin to thank him and begin to worship him that's it just begin to talk to him that's beautiful begin to talk to him that's it father according to your word and just like you did in the book of Acts on a number of occasions when you fill people with your spirit there are people here today that have repented of their sins your word says that they'll receive your spirit in the name of Jesus and it'll be evidenced as you speak to them by them speaking in tongues God I pray right now receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost in Jesus name come on that's it that's the Holy Ghost
We have, we have one that wants to be water baptized. Is there somebody else that would like to be baptized? We have robes, we have towels, we have t-shirts, we have shorts, we have whatever you need. If you want to be baptized, just go to the room to your right, to my left, conference room. One of our ministry team will meet you there. If you'd like to be baptized today, you can be baptized. If you need to leave, God bless you. We'll dismiss you, but thank you for being here. Amen. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. Keep praying if you're praying. Feel free to pray. Amen.
Peyton Stevens upon the profession of your faith and obedience to the Lord, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins.